Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ben, and in this episode of the Smoking Hot Confessions Barbecue Podcast, I'm chatting with a guy who's won so many awards in the last 12 months, he's going to need a bigger pool room. family hope you're well wherever you are and you got that thin blue smoke rolling this is episode 126 of the smoking hot confessions barbecue podcast and as i did just say before the clip we do have a gentleman in here who has just absolutely killed the barbecue scene actually for the last two years really and uh, we're going to hear more from him just a little bit later on but first just a couple of announcements the first one is that the latest review is now up on the smokinghotconfessions.com website. It's for the Grill Gun by Grill Blazer. It's a hell of a lot of fun. There's a full review there. There's a video review. And there's also an associated recipe attached to that as well for some flamethrower buffalo wings. It was a hell of a lot of fun and super tasty. So make sure you go over to smokinghotconfessions.com and do check that out. The second one is that we do have that mini ebook available for free up on the website. Head on over to smokinghotconfessions.com, have a bit of a trip around there, a bit of a bit of a scroll, a bit of a click, and a pop-up is going to pop up offering you our beginner's guide to real barbecue. Just enter your details in there and we'll shoot it through. And the last one is, of course, if you are watching this video on Facebook, give us a like and a share. If you're watching on YouTube, give us a thumbs up, a subscribe, and hit that little notification bell. If you're watching on IGTV, give us that cute little heart. We love that cute little heart on IGTV and give us a follow. And if you're listening on a podcasting app, check out the app. See if you can give us a five-star rating and review, particularly if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, because that's where the bulk of the podcast traffic goes through and they really rely on those ratings and reviews to sort out their charts. So basically, the more ratings and reviews we get, the higher Apple will push us up the charts and then more people will learn about the show. So it's a, it's a win all round. So please do make sure that you do that if you can. Now, in this episode, as I said, we are talking to a man whose bio of things he does and awards he's won is literally three A4 pages long. Uh, it, it's incredible. We are speaking, of course, to Ray Sheehan of Buddha Barbecue. And so we're going to get into his story today about how he uh, how he has come about, how all his different uh, different lineups of what he does in the, in the barbecue world has developed over time. And we're going to find out about his award-winning book, um, which is actually called Award-Winning Barbecue Sources and How to Use Them. We're going to get right into that story as well. And we're going to close out with a lesson about how you at home can develop and create your own barbecue sauce recipes. So without further ado, let's get Ray in here. This is the internationally awarded Smoking Hot Confessions Barbecue Podcast with your host, Ben Arnott. How long has it been since your last confession? All righty, Ray, welcome to the confessional, my friend. Thank you for joining me today. Hey, Ben, thank you for having me. Anytime, mate. It is wonderful to have you here. So tell me, mate, what was the last thing that you barbecued? Um, actually I was cooking all day today. Um, I did, uh, pork belly burnt ends. Um, I did a breakfast fatty and, um, uh, some beef plate ribs. So it was a, it was a pretty busy day. Yeah. You know, that's, uh, that, was, that's quite a smorgasbord there. Oh yeah. You know, uh, I, I really wanted to, uh, get the smoke rolling today. It was a beautiful day here. Um, and, uh, I really haven't had, a, a huge amount of time to do it. So I had to take the opportunity while I could. And so was that all for one meal? Uh, probably we're going to have the beef plate ribs uh, for dinner and then uh, we'll space out the other items uh, for a little bit later in the week. 
Ah, right. So you you're a bit like me. You cook a lot on the weekend, and that and then uh, sort of eat it during the week. Yeah, uh, this is my barbecue meal prep plan. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Nice. Um. High high cal uh high calorie low carb. Is that it? No. High high protein uh, low carb. High protein. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nice work. And so what, what barbecue do you have on your back porch? What do you do all that work on? Well, I have a few. Um, actually, today I was gifted a uh, Blackstone uh, griddle. Uh, I don't know if you're nice. familiar with the Blackstone, but uh, I've been using, you know, uh, my friends and uh, my wife. Uh, she really supports me in doing the barbecue. I'm very lucky. And uh, she gifted me this as a very early birthday present. So, but I have, uh, as far as smokers and grills go, I have a Weber kettle. I have a, uh, a Myron mix-in uh, gravity-fed uh, V9 smoker. Uh, that's my main smoker. I have the uh, Barbecue Guru edition of the Komodo-style monolith grill, uh, which you can grill and smoke on that. And, uh, and we also have like a char griller too, but that's uh, more or less my son's. So I had to get him started early. He's 13 years old. So I'm trying to teach him knife skills on how to cut vegetables and trim the meat and use the charcoal to uh, prepare a fire uh, for smoking and grilling. That's so awesome, man. I, I love hearing stories about people sort of, you know, bringing their, bringing their families in. So is he into competition barbecue? Does he go along and, you know, mix it up with people like, uh, you know, uh, Ty Machado and all that sort of stuff? Mm, not yet. Not yet. But he's, he's learning. Uh, he's come to various events with us, like rib cook-offs and stuff. And uh, he's really into it. So uh, I don't want to like push him, but as he, as he requests, he's more than welcome to come and, and be part of the team. And uh, it really warms my heart to be able to share that with him. And uh, one of the things, you know, we're going to talk about is this cookbook that I made. And I actually dedicated my book to my son. And uh, I, I wanted to do that so he knows how much I appreciate barbecuing with him and, and doing that process. Uh, and, and, you know, because I'm still learning, too. I think, you're, you know, I'm, I'm in the food world you know, you're always learning and, uh, I'm teaching him, but I'm learning things as well. And, um, you know, my background has always been in food. I've, I've been in the food business my entire life. And, you know, you really want, have to want it to, to be working with food. You have to have that desire and passion to learn. And for me, I mean, I went and worked for free for a, a nationally recognized chef to apprentice with him just so I could learn. And he actually had a smoker out back. And that was one of the things that was exciting to me was, you know, being able to learn from this gentleman. And uh, he used the, the smoke to flavor the meat, but also he would smoke vegetables and then cut them down really small and then use them in a crust on the meat. So it was like you were getting wow. a crazy, another layer of texture and flavor like say on a pork chop, he would do a smoked vegetable crusted pork chop, you know, that it was like insane, you know? And, and so it's, it's learning these types of little details and sharing them with the next generation that, that way. So the next one, maybe it'll be a smoked vegetable crusted pork chop and it'll be stuffed with something, you know, and, and every time it's shared, it's going to mutate into something different and a, and a new recipe. 
Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah, so why did you go and uh, and volunteer with that chef? Was that part of your chef training? Like, are you a qualified chef, or is that um, yes. something you did to to get an insight because you're not a chef? Well, I, I went to at that time. I did a, a food service management program that I graduated from, and as part of that, I wanted to do like an externship. And um, so I went to the restaurant and I, I actually knew someone who was uh, uh, cooking for him and was just leaving. And she said to me, you know, he's really going to need a hand over there. You should go and talk to him. Now's your time. Here's your chance to get in. Now, this restaurant uh, at the time, and I'm dating myself, this is many years ago, <laughs> uh, was nationally recognized in Gourmet Magazine which is a big magazine in the United States yeah. um, for restaurants. And it was there every year they came out with a top tables issue. And he was like always ranked in this top tables of, of New Jersey, of my state. And I, I really just wanted to learn how do they do it? How do they learn? You know, what, what, what's the secret to being a chef? And I learned knife skills. I learned uh, techniques on making uh, sauces but like French techniques, you know, of sauce making and, and uh, butchering and, but the basics. So I was the one that got to pick the ham hocks clean of the ham as they came out from the soup, you know, like this boiling hot soup. But uh, I had a regular job at the time. I was a baker and I worked from midnight. I mean, until, you know, from like, uh, until like say um, four in the morning until noon. And then at noon, I would leave and go to this restaurant and I would work from wow. about 1 p.m. from 1 p.m. until dinner service until about 6.30, almost quarter to seven. And then, so that was my day for, the, for an entire summer. And I was completely immersed in this. Like I said, if you are into food and you want to work in food, you have to really have that desire to learn and that passion. And I took that desire and passion and I wanted to learn everything I could about barbecue. So for me, you know, I've gotten like almost as many cookbooks that I could on barbecue, watching every video. I've attended classes. I've taken classes with uh, Smoking Dudes uh, Barbecue in Pennsylvania. I've taken classes with the barbecue guru, uh, Bob Trudnak. I've taken classes with Tuffy Stone at his compound. It's a, a master competition barbecue class, Cool Smokes barbecue class in Richmond, Virginia, you can never learn enough. Everyone has a different way of a different technique, a different way to trim the meat and a process in barbecue. There's really not a wrong way to do, to do something, you know, it's just, it's your way or it's my way. And what matters is the end result. So when I, now that I teach a barbecue class or if I write a recipe, I realize that there's more than one way but this is my suggestion and I'm going to give you a path that's going to get you, that's going to achieve uh, a good results for you. But you may say, you know what, I could save time or I can do it a little bit different and you can come up with a really great way to do it as well. There really isn't a wrong way to do it. Yeah. I, I love that. There's always uh where there's a will, there's a way is the expression. And it's, it's really true in the, in the barbecue scene as well. If you've got an idea and you're willing to work oh, and yeah. put the hours into that idea, then, you know, you, you, you're going to find that success. We were just talking about that off air. We we're talking about that before. And it's, it's so true. It's so true. Now you did mention New Jersey before, and I can see that it's written there on your shirt as well. It's um, yes. 
for for us here in Australia, we don't sort of think of New Jersey as a as a barbecue destination. We think of you know sort of Texas, Memphis, the Carolinas, um, Kansas City. Can you tell us a bit about the the barbecue scene in New Jersey? Uh, there, there's not a huge barbecue scene in New Jersey. I mean, it's it's burgeoning. I mean, there's there's some really good uh, barbecue restaurants, um, but it's not it's not a hotbed of barbecue. I've traveled extensively uh, through the eastern and southern uh, parts of the United States and sampled barbecue and competed in barbecue competitions and um, experienced what real barbecue is um, in those hot spots and even uh, traveled to uh, Orange Beach, Alabama to compete in the World Food Championships. And all along the way, you know, we've tried every barbecue place. And like I said, you know, for me, um, there's a, there was a small scene here um, in New Jersey. And that's one of the things that got me into like competition barbecue. Um, but with my background uh, growing up, uh, and I even put it in my book, uh, you know, I spent a lot of time at my grandfather's farm. And that really ignited my passion for outdoor cooking. Um, because he always would cook over an open fire and he would make all kinds of things uh, that I didn't even, you know, think were possible just cooking outside over, you know, some sticks and, you know, uh, you know, that kind of thing. But there's so many different styles and regions. And I really just set out on a path many years ago to learn everything that I could. I started just with a Weber kettle and um, which I still have, but I mean, I've abused it and used it and tried to practice as much as I could on it. And then uh, one day my wife gifted me, here's my wife again, she gifted me a smoker. And that's when things really took off because now, and it was an electric smoker. So I didn't have to worry about, you know, fire management. I could focus on the sauces and the seasonings and the flavors that I was trying to, uh, you know, come through with, uh, for the smoked meats. And, uh, that led me to helping out a competition barbecue team that was local to me. Uh, and that, and that was a learning experience. And so these rubs and sauces that I was, uh, you know, playing around with ended up being really well received by the uh, competition barbecue team. And then, uh, I being in the food world, you always dream about coming up with your own products so I said, you know, I, I really want to, I'm going to try to bottle a barbecue sauce and, and a rub and, you know, just see where it goes. And I kept my day job and uh, I found a bottler, but the process was long in that it took me so many tries and so many variations of sauce. I, I tried, you know, a chipotle, orange, a, you know, all these different wow. wacky flavors, but the Chipotle people like I would do like a tasting session and people would vote for that one. But my fear was basically that it would be a little too polarizing of a flavor to start out as your first product. So I hit on this Memphis sauce and I made it. And a couple of people were like, Oh, I like it, but it's, it's too much this, not enough that. But, and so as my process went, I just kept refining it and refining it to where it is today. And I, that was the one that like people were going crazy for. They were like, Oh my God, that Memphis sauce. I put that on everything. And I'm like, really? I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to, that's the one that's, you know, I'm going to bottle it. And, and along with that, I bottled a uh, all purpose, low sodium rub called belly rub. 
So I have the first two products. I have my Memphis Mop barbecue sauce, and I have this barbecue Buddha belly rub. You know, we say you rub the Buddha's belly for good luck in competition. So you're going to put that belly rub on a little bit of everything because it's an all-purpose low-sodium rub. So that was the first two products. And, uh, and you know, the next two were the Kansas City and my Zen Steak Rub. And the Zen Steak Rub works really well with the belly rub because one is a seasoned salt, peppery, infused with herbs, and the other one's a low-sodium. So on a brisket, on a pork butt, these work really well. Um, and then the sauces... I think they complement each other as well because one is like a sweet and tangy, you know, uh, type of sauce. And one is like a kind of a sweet and smoky finish to it. So, um, new, the newest product that we just came out with is a, a hot sauce. It's a barbecue inspired hot sauce called mantra. It's, we say adding flavor to your food is our daily mantra. So it's, it's kind of like, it's not super hot, but it's got some, it's a cayenne red pepper sauce. It's got some good flavor. It's got some notes of garlic and spices. Um, and then we have some other barbecue sauces in the works. Um, when you talk about starting a barbecue sauce company now, I've had my day job uh, while I was trying to get my products into stores and, you know, uh, going after work to make deliveries and calling on retailers. So you reach highs and lows as an entrepreneur, especially in the barbecue world because it's so congested of, of a, a category of uh, products. So the highs are all these great awards that we win in order to get our, our name out there and, uh, and, and doing these competitions and getting to be on a great show like yours and, and spreading the word. Um, and the lows would be like, you know, trying to reach retailers. They're not there. The person you need to speak to has gone for the day or they're not sure, or they just went out of business and they can't take your product. And it's never a good one. (laughs) No, it's well, especially with the COVID we lost, you know, some stores. So we're just trying to rebound uh, from losing some, you know, a couple stores. Uh, It was like some of the stores really excelled and did double the business and other ones were only doing curbside and, you know, didn't make it. So it, it is a challenging business. I, I can say uh, with the support of my family that I now do this full time. Um, I, I, Excellent. It's, it's a constant thing. I divide my time between food writing. Uh, I'm a contributor to the National Barbecue News. I provide recipes, an occasional product review or an occasional article, but primarily recipes. That's, that's where I really excel uh, is doing the recipes. And, um, I just picked up doing a, a gig on, uh, with chef Jamie Gwen. She has a syndicated radio show here in the United States and I get to be their uh, grilling guru providing, uh, you know, recipes and barbecue advice and that kind of thing. So I'm like over the moon about that. That is really amazing. She's in about 85 markets across the United States, uh, with wow. her syndicated radio show. So between doing these types of things and uh, doing uh, events that there's, there's a handful of events left for the year. Um, actually, we only have maybe two more, but most of them, unfortunately, were canceled due to COVID. But, uh, you know, it, it, keeps you, it keeps you busy. You know, you're, you got to really be out there and hustle. And, and you know, uh, I always say you can win all these awards, but the proof is in the pudding. So I really 
relish the time that I get to do uh, sampling at these stores because people try it. And it's really, uh, once they try it, so many times they end up purchasing it. So, you know, it's like once the, the proof is in the pudding, once they try it, I mean, it's like, it's, it's halfway in their, in their cart going home. So. Yeah, it definitely helps to, to, uh, to get the name out there and get that social proof. And speaking of which I can see on the, on the wall behind you, you've got all your, all your NBBQA medals and you've framed your certificates yes. and put them on the wall as well. Give us a bit of a rundown of just, um, of just how many awards your rubs and sources have won. Cause it is, it is staggering. Well, all the products have won some kind of an award. Um, and you know, I've heard from some people, they say, Oh, those awards, those are, those are phony. Those are made up contests. They're all about making money for the person that puts on the contest. So I, I countered that claim. And I said, you know, I know there are a few contests like that when you talk product awards, but these, these are genuine awards. The American Royal sauce contest is the biggest sauce contest in the United States. That's not some phony made up competition. That's the real deal. Our Memphis mop sauce came in second place in 2019 in the vinegar category. Second place, 12 yeah. overall out of 369 sauces, we came in 12. I'm very wow. proud of that. I'm very yeah. grateful. You know, taste is so subjective. So one of the things that you know is that in the NBBQA, the National Barbecue and Grilling Association, Occasionally, their awards, the awards of excellence, are are uh, hosted in different locations. They're hosted in, I think, was Mississippi this last year. Uh, they were going to be in Kentucky next year. Uh, they've been in Texas in 2017. So, so you're talking different parts of the country, and guess what that means? Different judges in different parts of the country, right? Exactly. Our Memphis Mop came in first place in the vinegar category in 2017 in the mild, for mild vinegar barbecue sauce. In 2020, we came in first place. Now that was in Texas in 2017. In Mississippi, we came in first place. So to me, that's like, that is the biggest honor because this is like a group of your peers. I mean, I'm, I've been in, you know, in the barbecue world for some time. I've been in business for going on six years, but to me, I'm still the new guy. So. I, I'm very grateful to be recognized in different states, different judges for the products. You know, the International Flavor Awards, we got second place for both of our sauces for our Kansas City and our Memphis. And then that was for like uh, natural barbecue sauce and vinegar barbecue sauce. And then in the grilling category, I think we got third. Anytime you can be in the top 10, listen, I mean, really, I'm like I said, very grateful that you know, uh, these are big contests. These aren't, these aren't just made up, you know, in somebody's backyard. Well, actually the American Royal one was Artie Davis created that contest many years ago. And it was, you know, kind of a backyard thing until years later, uh, they, they built up the contest and the KCBS ended up, uh, taking it over, but, but, you know, it, you got to start somewhere, but so, yeah, I mean, a myriad of awards, the, uh, barbecue news does put on contests, for the, the best sauce and the best rub. And prior to me being a contributor to the magazine, I did win. Uh, well, I came in, I, I got top 10 for all my products. Uh, I, I didn't come in first, but I came in the top 10. And um, honestly, since I've been a contributor, I really haven't uh, test. I haven't really 
sent in my um, award-winning products because I didn't want there to be like kind of any, you know, well, he writes for the magazine, conflict of interest. However, last year with the new seafood category, I had to enter my belly rub and we got, I think, 10th place. So I'll take it, top 10. But, you know, I usually use those contests to try products that I'm testing out. So they're not products that are on the market. They're not ringers. They're not like award winners. They're ones that I'm just trying to see what people think of them and, 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 you know, what did, what do the judges think of them? So those products I tend to enter, um, into that contest, into the awards, uh, for the barbecue news, the rubs of honor and the sauces of honor, just because, you know, like I said, I don't want there to be like a conflict of interest. Um, but, uh, but that's also a good proving ground to see, you know, uh, how you, what, when you make something, how does it really fare against some other big hitters? Got a project you'd like to work on with the SHC team? Shoot Ben an email on ben at smokinghotconfessions.com and let's have a conversation. Alrighty, so let's move on to the book now. Tell me about award-winning barbecue sauces and how to use them. Your your publishing agent did send me a, a PDF copy of it and it just looks beautiful, my friend. Tell me how that... Tell me how that book opportunity came about. Um, you know, being in the food service industry, and um, I think it's kind of like most people's dream, if you're like involved with food, to write a cookbook. And it, it's been mine. It's been mine for many years. And I, I had no idea how I was going to get from point A to point B. But I knew that I wanted to do it. And um you know, I'm into the whole Buddha thing. So I'm like meditating and trying to manifest it. And, uh, I did a barbecue expo a few years ago in uh, Atlantic city, New Jersey. And, uh, one of my friends was there, uh, an, an acquaintance of mine who happens to be a world champion, of barbecue pit master and a best-selling barbecue author. And we got to talking and, uh, he said, Hey, what are you up to? And I said, well, you know, I'm kind of working on this, this book idea. And he said, Oh, who's your publisher? And I said, Oh, I don't have a publisher. You know, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to pitch it to a couple different places, but if not, I'll just put it out myself. You know, I don't know. And he said, uh, in passing, he said, you know, I'll, I'll hook you up with my publisher. I'll, I'll introduce you. It's no guarantee, but at least it's, it's you know, a, it's a foot you, in the door. Yeah. Exactly. So I think a couple of weeks went by and I emailed him and I said, uh, Hey, you know what, if, if you'd like to do that, I, I would, I would appreciate that. And a couple more weeks went by and I, and, and he emailed me and he said, okay, when I'm going to do it, I'll let you know. So I'm like sweating bullets. I'm like, do you think he's, I said, I don't know. The, the gentleman's very busy. And one day he sent the email and introduced me and I've been forever grateful because although it wasn't a guarantee, um, I then had to pitch my idea that the pub, the editor wrote to me and she said, okay, Ray, what's your big idea? And I was like, uh, my idea, uh, I froze, I froze. I'm like my idea. And I sent them my idea and she said, let's get on a phone call. So we get on a phone call and they were like, yeah, we, we're, we don't like your idea, but. Uh, but we have this other great idea that you're the sauce guy. Why aren't you writing a sauce book? And I'm like, 
oh, duh, of course. <laughs> and, and they're like, you know, you can share with the world how you make your sauces. And they've won all these awards. And that'll be the basis. And, and then, you know, it's going to be tell us about how you use them. So I, I came back with, an, with a little bit of a firmer idea to pitch them. And then they said, okay, that's the first step. The next step is give us the table of contents of what recipes you're going to include. And, uh, and with like, you know, three recipes that we're going to test because the publisher is really into barbecue. Right. And he's published, he's published a ton of barbecue books. So now I'm really sweating because he's going to test my recipes. And if he doesn't like them, the show's over. So I send him in with the table of contents. Whoops. I send him in with the table of contents. And sure enough, he tests the recipes and I get another email. Okay. Now it's like, so it's like a labyrinth. Now uh, we want to see, you know, say 10 recipes, the way they're going to appear in the book with with the, the intro at the top of the recipe, everything just the way it's going to be in the book. This will give us a really good picture of the idea before we say yay or nay. So now I am really, really anxious because <laughs> I sent it in and then a week goes by and like, I don't hear anything. And I'm like, okay. They didn't say when I was getting here. So a couple of weeks go by, I finally get an, an email back from them. And, uh, and they're like, okay, we're going to go to contract. And I'm like, so excited. And, you know, so every publisher is different. This publisher, they tend to publish certain books and they know it's going to be this many pages. It's going to have this many recipes. This is your photographer. This is everything that it's going to entail. And this is what we're willing to give you, you know, to do it, to pay you. Do you agree or not? Like, I don't have an agent. I'm just like, yeah, sign me up. You know, like, <laughs> you know, I read, I mean, I did read through the contract and it was a good contract. And, um, now I'm a member of the author's guild, which is a, a thing in the United States that, so if you're a writer and you've gotten a book deal, you can become uh, a, a member of this company and uh, of this organization. And what they do is they'll look over the contracts for you. Oh, so, cool. So that's really nice. And then if you want to build an author website, they also help you with that. Um, at it, like kind of a, 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 they give, there's a deal if you do it when you first sign up, but the fact that they look over contracts for you, that's really nice if you don't have an agent. Um, so in any case, they told me that I was getting this world-class photographer to do the book. And I was like, I couldn't even believe it. I'm like, really? This is, I have to say, when you are thrown in, it's, it's like, you know how they, that saying, like you, you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family, right? Your family is your family. So here I sign up to do this project and they're already telling me who I'm going to work with. I would have chosen this gentleman a hundred times over. He's wow, one of the lucky. kind, one of the most like kindest, funnest, like, super talented in individuals that I could have even, I couldn't even have picked someone better. He got my point of view and put that forth in the book. Like, you know, every recipe, I mean, it was just incredible. His name is Ken Goodman and Ken Goodman photography. Ken has done Tuffy Stone's book, praise the Lord, uh, the uh, operation barbecue relief cookbook. 
Wicked Good Barbecue. I mean, the list goes on. I mean, and that's just the barbecue books. He's photographed everyone from Snoop Dogg to Martha Stewart to the Aspen <laughs> Food, the Aspen Food and Wine Fest. I mean, it's like, you know, all these great, you know, amazing world-class chefs. And then Ray Sheehan from New Jersey and Barbecue <laughs> Buddha. So I was like, wow, this is like incredible. But all the food in the book is, is real food. Like all the pictures, that's what I meant to say. All the pictures, it's real food. There's no like food styling. Like we didn't take like motor oil and paint some kind of protein to look like it's cooked. We, yeah. actually, cooked, we actually cooked everything. So I had my buddy come over with his, he has a uh, um, 250 gallon tank smoker. We had my smokers fired up. Another friend came over and we basically, and my son was on dish, dish duty, like washing dishes because it was like, uh, we had to get like the next dish ready while he's photographing this one. And, you know, so we did, you know, at some point we did, you know, 15 recipes in one day of just back to wow. back to back, just firing these, you know, barbecue is one of the hardest things to hold. So it's good to a point. So you really want to get it to that point and you don't want it to sit too long. So it looks at its best. And so it was quite the process of photographing this book. You know, one of the things that you think of, you know, I did catering for a long time and to do catering, you have to be very organized. So to, to that end, you have to write lists. I would write list after list. I'm going to make this, I'm going to purchase this list of ingredients from this store on this day. And everything has to be very detailed. So, you you know, there's only so much room, excuse me, in the refrigerator for so many things. And, um, you know, there's in the book, there's 10 sauce recipes. These 10 sauce recipes have either won awards on their own or have helped me win awards in barbecue and grilling or chili cook-offs or, you know, in cooking contests. So there's 10 of amazing sauces and there's 50 ways to use them, whether you're smoking or grilling, nice. um, you know, so having 50 ways to use them, like we do a, uh, Alabama white barbecue sauce in the book and you're going to make a chicken salad with it. You're going to use it to make a pasta salad. You're going to make some grilled vegetables and do a crudite. And then you're going to do like the, the, the traditional way of a smoked chicken dunked in it, like big Bob Gibson style, you know, you're going to dunk your chicken in the white barbecue sauce. And there's a lot of different types of sauces. There's a cherry bourbon barbecue sauce, which marries, you know, this sweet tart cherry and the smoky caramelized kind of like oakiness of the bourbon. And you're going to use that to make St. Louis ribs. And that's, that's actually one of my favorites. That's the cover of the book. Uh, I'll show you. That's the cover right there. That's Those the, ribs do look amazing. Yeah. That's uh, cherry bourbon uh, smoked ribs. Those are St. Louis style ribs. And But the idea with the book is that, you know, you might use one, a sauce for a different protein, not necessarily the one that's in the chapter. I do cover the four food groups of a Kansas City Barbecue Society uh, event. I, I'm a Kansas City Barbecue Society judge. so. Uh, and, and I did that so I could learn what do the judges want when we're doing these competitions. But I'm a big supporter of the KCBS. And so in the book, you will see a recipe for a brisket, uh, for a Texas-style brisket, for a St. Louis-style rib, uh, uh, competition chicken thighs, a pork, you know, smoked pork butt, 
So those bases are covered uh, in, in that regard for those, the four top meats. But then there's so many other things like I do like this. Uh, it's like a pulled pork hollandaise, kind of like a, like an eggs. It's, it's my take on an eggs Benedict. Um, because I'm really try, I love barbecue and I'll have it for breakfast. So I'll have that. I'll have a smoked fatty for breakfast. And, uh, so there's so many different it's, yeah, it's at its core, it's a sauce book, but there's a lot of great rub recipes in there. Um, there's a, a, a wing rub, a chicken rub, uh, a honey garlic rub, you know, there's, uh, uh, plenty of brines. So I'm trying to teach people not only how to make great sauce and award-winning sauce, but how to keep their barbecue flavorful and moist with the brines and the rubs um, and, and the glazes and different ways to flavor it up. And this way, it's like you have a, quite an arsenal at your fingertips, you know, and then I'm giving you the recipes to make this stuff as well. So it's really kind of like something that when I put it together, I wanted it to be something that people would refer to. Oh, how do you make those pig shots again? What is a pig shot? What what is a moink ball? You know, a moink ball is like a beef and pork together. And in, in, uh, in my case here, um, it's a, a bacon wrapped meatball. You can stuff it with cheese if you like, um, and then it's glazed with the barbecue sauce. But that's the moink, right? Moink and and you know, it's it's like a deadly combination. And something really decadent is the pig shots pig shots are like sausage and you wrap uh, bacon around the sausage and then stuff it with the cream cheese. And you can oh, put wow. even pulled pork in there. And then you put a little uh, barbecue rub and some brown sugar on top and then you smoke them. And it is a really rich decadent bite. So if you're doing tailgating, if you're entertaining, I know it's hard to entertain right now, but if you're home gating and you're having family over, you know, there's plenty of recipes for that. There's my award-winning smoked chili. Uh, we do a competition. Well, we did a competition uh, a couple years in a row at this uh, Harley Davidson uh, motorcycle shop. And it's just like, it's not a professional thing. It's kind of like a, you know, a backyard thing. And you show up with your chili and we won it two years in a row. And it's a smoked chili with beer, bacon, and barbecue sauce in it. How can How you go, go wrong, wrong with that? <laughs> right? with, like I even say that in the book. I'm like, with this winning combination, I mean, how can you go wrong? Beer, bacon, and barbecue sauce. So there's a, like a lot of uh, cool recipes in there and things that are close to my heart, like, uh, you know, my Memphis mop barbecue sauce, my recipes in there, this recipe that's won all these great awards, uh, a myriad of awards in, in international and national competitions, the recipes in there. And I'll tell you why I've, I've tried to work for some of the best people in the food business and never once has a chef that was worth his salt held back any recipe from me. And, and I want to share that with everyone else, with the, with the universe, with the world and people that, that like to cook. If you like to cook, this book is for you. If you like to cook, you know, then there's a lot of different things that you can do smoking and grilling, but this, this recipe for the Memphis mop, it's, it really is uh, something that like kind of lingers on your palate. And it's really, it's really, I think it's different. And so far the critics have agreed. Um, so it's something that, um, I wanted to share and maybe someone will take that recipe and they'll make it their own and they'll add something or they'll delete something or reduce something and, and they're going to change it up and make it their own. And, 
And that's what it's all about. It's like in barbecue and in food, it's learning and sharing and it brings people together. So if, if me giving my recipes to people helps in any way like that, then I've done something positive, you know, then and I'm, that's a reward to me. You're listening to the internationally awarded Smoking Hot Confessions podcast with massive barbecue nerd, Ben Arnott. Alrighty, Ray, so now it's segment three and we're going to do a bit of a lesson for the listeners and the watchers. Um, you're going to talk us through how they can develop their own barbecue sauce recipes and things like that at home. So I'm going to sort of throw it over to you now and just sort of let you lead. Sure. Um, you know, when, when I was creating these products, um, initially I had, I had mentioned that I worked in food and I worked for a natural food store uh, for a number of years and uh, I had to create products that were clean and, and healthy. And uh, so here I'm in the barbecue world and, you know, in competition barbecue, um, there's a lot of different products as uh, sauces in particular that have some ingredients that really aren't that great for you, um, like high fructose corn syrup or caramel color, like artificial colors, flavors, preservatives, um, and, and, and like monosodium glutamate, the MSG. Um, so when I went to create these products, I had to decide what did my company, what was my company going to stand for and, and why out of the thousands of sauces, would you choose mine? And I wanted mine to be with ingredients that you could understand and that you, that you could pronounce and food, basically food that you would feel good about giving to your family. Um, and so the, the basis of this, uh, book is, uh, and creating these sauces was that natural ingredients, you know, time after time, uh, are my secret ingredient. And, and that's like how I'm able to win these awards by just having natural and flavorful ingredients. And they're just as good as some of these other ones that have, um, you know, MSG or high fructose corn syrup in them. So you can be rest assured that you're getting only premium ingredients in this sauce. So my advice when you're going to create your own sauce is to number one, kind of decide or sketch an outline of what you want your sauce to be about. And I mean, are you going to put MSG in it for flavor? Are you going to put a preservative in it? Are you going to, uh, is it going to be a sweet and hot sauce? Is it going to be a fruit based sauce? So, sketch your outline and kind of decide in the beginning what flavor profile you're going to go for and what you stand for. The second thing would be to research it, that type of recipe online and in cookbooks and anywhere that you can uh, pick people's brains, research and see what others have done with that type of uh, recipe. So like if I'm going to make a Kansas city barbecue sauce, I'm going to research as many Kansas city barbecue sauces that are out there. So you'll see some people start with ketchup. That's really the easiest way. If you're new to start with just ketchup, um, you can also start with tomato paste and build your own ketchup or a tomato puree. If it's going to be a tomato base, number one, if it's going to be a vinegar base, then you're looking at what type of vinegar is going to be my base. So you're going to want to choose a really good base for your sauce. Um, the other thing is, so you're going to research what different, like I'm looking at different, I mentioned Kansas city barbecue sauces. 
Um, so f- like some start with a puree, like I can look at a recipe and break it down and try to figure out what, what my, what am I going to achieve at the end by what ingredients I'm putting into it? I really, my goal when I'm creating a barbecue sauce is to get to the best flavor and, and, and viscosity possible really with the least amount of work. So you'll see in the book, like this cherry bourbon barbecue sauce, I use tart cherry juice, right? And the reason I use tart cherry juice is because it's going to get me from point A to point B a little faster. And it's going to be a standardized recipe that I can give to someone else on my team to make that it's going to come out the same every time because I'm not using fresh fruit. If I'm using a fresh fruit, the the crop is going to be slightly different every year. So if I make a peach barbecue sauce, which there is a, a tangy peach barbecue sauce in the book, um, but for that one, I do give you options. You, there is a um, equivalent if you want to use fresh peaches in in the recipe, or you can use like uh, peach preserves and canned peaches. And this way, you have a consistent product year round. You might not be in an area where you can get peaches fresh year. You know, you're not going to get them year round anyway. But but my point is, it's going to be a consistent product. So I want to get from point A to point B as fast as I can. So. I'm using, uh, if, you, if I'm using a, for this cherry bourbon, I'm going to use these uh, tart cherry juice. And you could mix it up. You could use, you could put the bourbon in the, in the peach barbecue sauce. Why not? I think um, Ryan Cooper from, uh, uh, from the Smoke Sheet, sheet mm. from the Smoke Sheet did that. And, and he posted this thing online. He's like, hey, I made your sauce, but I, I totally changed it up. And I threw the bourbon in with the peach and it's just as, just as good. It's amazing. I'm like, so I'm sitting there like, hmm, peach bourbon. You know, like, you know that's what you want to do. You want to encourage people to get out there and cook. Um, so now that we've we've outlined and we've researched, the next thing is I'm going to do a trial run of this recipe and I'm going to taste it while it's still warm. After that, I'm going to refrigerate it and I'm going to let it sit in there for a couple of days and I want the flavors to really develop. Some of these recipes, like the honey barbecue sauce in my book, it does change a little bit. It, it kind of like the flavors really meld as they sit for a couple of days. And then when you taste it again, you're like, wow, there it is. You know, it's like, it really is like a, it, it comes, it's like a comeback sauce, you know? So I'm going to let it sit for a couple of days and then I'm going to test it out again. At that point, I'm going to see where it hits on my palate and with my testing audience, I'm going to let people try it. And when you taste barbecue sauce uh, in particular, or even a dressing, if you're making a homemade dressing, this is just a little food tip, try it on the item in which you're going to serve it on. Because that's going to really give you, you're going to taste it right out of the jar, but you really want to try it on a piece of meat or, or a vegetable or something that you're going to serve it on. So you know how it's going to react in someone else's palate, or at least have an idea. So then I'll go back and refine it. And then I'm going to tweak it. And I'm going to be like, I need a little more of this, a little less of that. Uh, let's really amp up this. And now let's, now I'm going to repeat that process. And this could go on until, you know, uh, until it's really to the point where you like it. Again, taste is subjective. You might nail it on the first shot and be like, this is the best thing ever that I put between my lips. And you might say, oh no, I really need to change this all up. And maybe I don't even like that profile. Let me try something different. Uh, So it's basically, you know, then you're going to taste and repeat. Um, and, and one of the things that I discuss in the book is what's your secret ingredient? 
for me, my secret ingredient overall is my mission statement is to not put things in my products that people really can't pronounce or they're not good for them. Um, and just put natural ingredients in. But some other really cool secret ingredients are black garlic. I use the black garlic in my Asian sauce, and that really gives it a deep umami flavor and that's like outrageous. Um, black garlic is available from uh, Black Garlic Market on Facebook. They're in Pensacola, Florida. It's available uh, in many different uh, retailers throughout uh, Australia and the United States. But it's it's basically... Um, you would use it anywhere that you could use roasted garlic. It's got kind of that texture. It's got a deep vanilla, balsamic-y kind of umami flavor to it. Sounds amazing. Um, it's it's really outrageous. So so that is my secret ingredient, in, and it's all and it's natural. And that's my secret ingredient in the Asian barbecue sauce in uh, in my book. Um, and so it could be something like you know bacon fat, beef drippings beer, bourbon. So I say, what's your secret ingredient? You know, and I pose that question frequently and I, I hear some really crazy ones and I'm like, wow, you would put that in your sauce. And they're like chipotle pepper, you know, like anything, and what it, whatever you like really could be. And uh, so, but I must say uh, one thing that I'm really proud of is that award-winning barbecue sauces and how to use them actually won its own award at the International Book Awards. We won first place at the International Book Awards in the general cookbook category. When it was announced, I have to say, I was like, I almost fell out of my chair. I couldn't even believe that. So I'm super grateful to be recognized in, 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 you know, for writing. And last year at the NBBQA, it was a heated race. It was so close for educational writing. And I came in second, but I came in second to you, sir, with your excellent to the bacon manifesto. So that was my first, uh, you know, really a food writing award. And, uh, and, and, and I was just lucky that we even got an award, but I have to congratulate you because the bacon manifesto was, that was, that was wonderful and very well done. So, but, but it's like, uh, you know, we all learn from each other and that's, that's the thing, you know, if you, if you're into uh, cookbooks, this is a good cookbook to learn from. Yeah, sounds amazing. I've I've got a couple of questions. Oh, actually, I I just want to say first of all to say thank you for uh, for for putting that out there. I, I I do appreciate the feedback on that. I had a great uh, I had a great time putting together that um that that bacon cookbook. There's not many things in life I love more than bacon, so it was nice to be able to trial all those recipes and cook up all those bacon recipes. I did just have a couple of questions about some of the things you just sure. said, though. Um, one of the things that stood out was sauce tasting different after a few days in the refrigerator. Do you think that's because the sauces have had time to settle and the flavors sort of co-mingle a bit better, or is it because you've been tasting it as you've been cooking it, and so the final product doesn't kind of hit as hard because you've had all those different flavors leading up in the, in the hour or so you've been stirring the pot and building the sauce. Do you think? Well, as I'm tasting it, I'm also cleansing my palate. So I would cleanse my palate with crackers and with water in between tastings. So I would say it's more of the first thing that you said, where the flavors really have had a chance to co-mingle. I mean, I'm not saying that that's always the case because definitely you, that could happen as you're tasting it. You kind of get used to the, you get used to that flavor. So that's why it's important to 
break from it and cleanse your palate. Um, but yes, the, 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 the more time together, you know, anything with a little time on it is going to be a little bit better. It's going to be worth doing. So, you know, when my sauce is made in a, in a, we, we do small runs, but when it's made in a kettle, it spends a little bit more time in that kettle than it is going to be on my stove. And also to bottle it has to be held at a certain temperature for a certain amount of time. And it's, it's cool to room temperature in that bottle versus putting it in the refrigerator and stopping it right away from with the heat. Mm. You know, it's, you know, uh, even though I cool it down slightly before I put it in, I cool it according to the uh, health department's guidelines, but in a bottling plant, it cools overnight. So that sauce is going to even be a little more nuanced, I think, because it's staying warm longer. So it's really giving things like in your recipe, like, I don't know, smoked paprika or chili powder or even garlic. It's giving those spices in that recipe a chance to really bloom. And that's really important when you're making a sauce. Because if you hurry up and do it too fast and throw it on the product, you're not going to have the same flavor as if I let it concentrate a little bit longer and really let those flavors develop. It's going to be a totally different taste. Yeah, beautiful. That's some, uh, some some wise words there, man. Thank you so much for that little lesson on on making sauces. So that's probably a good point now that we need to sort of start rounding this interview up. So I'm going to throw the studio open to you now and just say, listen, give some shout outs, give some thanks to people that have helped you along the way and tell everybody where they can track you down on the internet. Sure. Um, you know, I just, I would like to thank everyone, including yourself that has had me on in this age of COVID, um, you know, like I said earlier, when we were off camera, so many events have been canceled and so many people have been affected. And um, it really, uh, it was challenging this summer and it was great in a lot of ways for us this summer. And Barbecue Buddha, um, we're going on six years of being in business and we're growing every day and every month with every retailer. And I'm grateful to all the retailers and all the people that have had us on and all the events. And uh, for my book in particular, I'm very grateful to Page Street Publishing for giving me the opportunity to write the book, uh, for Bob Trudnak to write the forward to the book uh, from Barbecue Guru, uh, Ken Goodman for doing the photography, uh, Bill Gillespie for making that initial introduction. Uh, very grateful. And for everyone that has tried my products uh, and given us a chance, uh, being from New Jersey, you know, I know people are like, he's from Jersey, but look, the proof is in the pudding. Like I said, we've won awards um, in Texas, in Memphis, uh, you know, New Mexico, Wisconsin, uh, all across the states. Uh, and, th and those aren't, you know, barbecue uh, uh, highlighted cities, some of them, but some of them are. And like I said, I've traveled extensively to learn this and I have the passion to learn. And I really love to share that with people. And um, you can find me on, on the web at bbqbuddha.com. That's bbqbuddha.com. Our products are available internationally on Amazon and through barbecueguru.com. And uh, my book, Award-Winning Barbecue Sauces and How to Use Them by Ray Sheehan. That's available anywhere books are sold. It's available in Australia. It's available on Amazon. 
Um, and thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it, Ben. I, I can't thank you enough. Mate, thank you for coming on the show. It's uh, it's early Monday morning for me, but it's late Sunday evening for you. So I do appreciate you taking time out of your family day to spend it with me talking about barbecue. Oh, my pleasure. Anytime. Thank you. So there you have it, family. That was Ray Sheehan from Barbecue Buddha. How good was that? Now, I can vouch for that cookbook. His publicist did send me a PDF copy, and it is beautiful. And that, um, that, that uh, Hollandaise uh, Eggs Benedict recipe that he was talking about, when I was uh, scrolling through the the PDF book, that's what stood out to me. So I'm going to be hitting that recipe up probably tomorrow because I'm on school holidays at the moment. So yay for me, barbecue every day. So yeah, that was Ray from uh, the Barbecue Buddha. Really great guy, incredibly generous with his knowledge. He's given us a great lesson there at the end about uh, about building your own barbecue sauces. And I really do hope that you do get out there and have a crack at making your own. Make sure you tag me on it, tag Ray on it, so we can both see what you come up with. Because uh, we'd we'd love to see it. We'd love to see what you what you create in your own kitchen and your own outdoor barbecue areas there. So that's about all the time that we do have for today. If you have enjoyed this video, make sure you give us a like and a share on if you're watching on Facebook. If you're watching on YouTube, give it a thumbs up, a subscribe, and hit the notification bell. If you're watching on Instagram TV, give us that little love heart and a follow. Those little love hearts are so cute, aren't they? They're just Hit that just a bunch of times. And uh, if you are listening on a podcasting app, particularly if if you're on Apple, give us a five-star rating and review. That'll help drive us up the charts and it'll help Apple spread the Smoking Hot Confessions barbecue love out to more people. And that is a wrap for today. So until next time, take care of each other and keep on queuing. Thanks for listening to the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast. Head on over to smokinghotconfessions.com for recipes, tips, and Ben's own confessions.